You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to the weekend edition of the Real Vision Daily Briefing. Here's Weston Nakamura to break down everything you need to know. Hey everyone, Weston Nakamura from Real Vision in Tokyo. Okay, flash update. Um, bad news on my long Sony and short XLK market neutral pair trade that I have on. Uh, so Sony was halted earlier for trading on uh, news of its takeover of Bungie for $3.6 billion. Um, and when shares resumed for trading, Sony, my long, uh, popped nearly 6 or 7% higher on the day, and I immediately closed out the trade on both sides. So I sold my long Sony, I covered my short XLK, um, and I had about a net 2% gain, actually like net 1.7% gain on, on the trade. And yes, I'm aware that I said bad news, because it is bad news, and furthermore, I'd even say that this was a trading mistake on my part, um, and therefore, you know, another sort of fantastic opportunity to share uh, what it is that I've done. So, first of all, why is taking profit on a 7% intraday rally on my long bad news uh, in a mess up? Um, why did I exit the trade, right? It's very simple. It's because I'm right for the wrong reasons. So previously, you might have you know, heard me talk about being right for the right reasons or right for the wrong reasons, as well as being wrong for the right reasons and wrong for the wrong reasons. So let me just explain what all that is, because um, I don't think I've ever done that before. When I say I am right for the wrong reasons or wrong for the right reasons, that first part, right, that first right or wrong, I'm referring to the direction. Okay, so if I'm long and it goes up, I'm right. If I'm short and goes down, I'm right. If I'm long and it goes down, I'm wrong. And if I'm short and it goes up, I'm wrong. Okay. But when I say reasons, okay, what I'm referring to is identifying and pinpointing of the actual market driver or the reason for the market to move, hence right or wrong reasons. So let's say I'm long XYZ because I think it's going to get taken over by a larger competitor at a significant premium. That's my thesis for being long. Then the very next day after I put my long trade on, let's say the stock suddenly rallies 40% in a few minutes on massive volume. But it does so because there's some moron hedge fund out there who was short XYZ in massive size and started blowing up in an unrelated position and their prime broker was like forced liquidating and unwinding you know, all of its open positions at market. And this was a short cover that triggered other short covers for a short squeeze rally. So, am I right? Directionally, yes. Am I right for the right reasons? Absolutely not. Right? I'm long because I am thinking there's going to be a takeover bid. Not because of some short interest and a, and a position blow up. If I don't identify correctly what the driver is, Okay, it can be very dangerous. So being right for the wrong reason is worse than being wrong for the right reason. In other words, if you accidentally make money 
and you think that it's because of some unrelated reason, you're going to then think you have some superpower in that fundamental analysis capability or whatever it is that you think that you have a niche in or an edge in. And then you're going to apply your false confidence um, and put on a much larger size trade the next time using the same sort of flawed logic. And and then it's going to net-net be much worse um, in terms of P&L than whatever it is that you made being accidentally lucky the first time. So in the case of being long Sony, short XLK, first of all, the trade was not to be long Sony. This trade was to be short tech, right? Short the the tech sector via uh, XLK. But I don't want to be just outright short anything, um, and I want to pair trade it. And so Sony had already gotten beaten down because of, you know, Microsoft um, and Activision Blizzard. And then you basically have, you know, Sony down 13% in Tokyo hours, you know, having lost $20 billion in market cap. Worst day since October of 2008 when Lehman Brothers entered the world. Like that kind of day because Microsoft is trying to buy Activision Blizzard, and Activision Blizzard shares weren't even trading anywhere near what the takeover offer was. Like, Microsoft offered, like, $90 per share or something like that, and uh, Activision got up to, I think, I don't know, mid-80s or something, and, th- and then it just fell from there. So, like, even Activision Blizzard uh, shareholders, believe, you know, weren't buying it, right? So now you combine those two. So I get short exposure on XLK, which is basically, you know, all competitors of like Sony's various segments. Sony is not a member of XLK because it's a Japanese company. It's Japanese listed stock, and it's not uh, an SP 500, you know, tech company, which is what XLK is. You know, and they're basically in like the the same sort of segments, right? Like other than maybe um, financial services, you know, but otherwise it's semiconductors, it's you know, tech hardware, it's storage, it's you know, software, it's components, whatever, all that kind of stuff. IT services, electronic equipment, imaging products, mobile, all that. So Sony reported, let's see, 650 billion yen in revenues and 82 billion yen in operating income in gaming, in their gaming segment for for fiscal year 21. Okay, so it's roughly, let's call it $500 billion in revenues, $700 million in operating profit for from gaming. The market wiped out 4x Sony's entire gaming segment for full year revenues in like a single five and a half hour trading day. So that means apparently the Microsoft plus Activision deal apparently would also have hit their music division and Sony Pictures and entertainment business and the semiconductor segment and the consumer electronics and the PC segment and, you know, mobile segment and imaging and cameras and, you know, the every, like all, all the, and the financial services and insurance and all that stuff. Oh, oh yeah, and the, as well as the recent, like, entrance into the EV space, you know, at CES Vegas earlier in the month. Um, but yeah, let's hit the stock down the hardest it's, you know, since the, the Lehman weekend. Um, because Microsoft is getting long the metaverse. So that was my rationale for choosing Sony for the long. But it wasn't a Sony long, it was just the most, what I thought was appropriate, long to go against my actual market view, which was to play the downside on XLK, um, on my short. Now, here's what the problem is, which I knew from the start, um, I didn't point it out, but 
you know, this was a risk that I had known, but if I'm going to be short XLK as my main trade, I shouldn't be using a single stock um, as my long leg of the trade if I'm doing a market neutral pair. If I'm using like some sector ETF or, or some sort of like non-single stock, right, I should be pairing it against... I don't care if it is Sony with like broad segments and all that. It's still a single stock, right? I should be pairing it against some other basket of securities because one of them is just a single stock that's more susceptible to single stock volatility. Even though Sony realized vol wasn't as bad as uh, XLK um, prior to Sony plummeting. And this is exactly why, because you have single stock news like today moving the shares. So my long Sony popped 7%. That's great. You know what it did the day before or two days ago? Uh, let's see. Sony gapped down about 6% while XLK actually happened to be up like 2% um, on a single day. So that's my long going down a lot and my short going up by a lot for what it is for uh, a sector ETF. Um, and so therefore, my long short, which had been up about 6% at a time when, you know, markets were crashing everywhere. And I was long short market neutral paired with a net 6% gain. I had given all of that back and then some, basically a little bit. So I was down like maybe like half a percent or so, which is not good considering that my 6% gain was wiped out at market open, like, you know, instantly overnight. That's the problem with having a single stock against um, a sector ETF. And so I just had left the trade on because I was basically flattening it. And then today, when the shares were halted, I knew immediately as soon as it was halted, I don't care what the news was. I forget the news either way. I don't care what the market direction was going to be when it was unhalted. I was going to be out no matter what. Doesn't matter what direction it's in. Why? Because this whole like now apparently this takeover bidding war that Microsoft and Sony are engaging in, this is not at all part of my thesis. Um, I kind of had a feeling that they might do this, but first of all, I thought that the you know just like microsoft barely you know moved and activision blizzard is the one that moved when that announcement was made you know the company that's acquiring the other one in this case it would be sony doesn't really move that much it would be the company that's getting acquired that moves right so i didn't think that that was that much of a risk and i also didn't think that they would do a major acquisition right before earnings the earnings are in a few days um sony's a relatively conservative sort of company when it comes to stuff like this right so but either way regardless right was I right? Yes. Was I right for the right reasons? No. Was I right for the wrong reasons? Yes. Therefore, I need to get out. So this was not good because it, that trading halt could have easily gone the other way. Right? It could have been a minus 7% at unhalt. I don't, I don't care what the news was. It could have, whatever the flow of the market was, right? Um, and it could, because it could have gone the other way, that's why it's not good. And so the more it would have popped, if, if Sony popped 30%, that's even worse. Because it could have easily been a minus 30%. So this is not a good thing. Um, I close out the trade. Um, it happened to be up when I unconditionally closed. And so that is what we call luck. It's certainly not victory lap time or anything like that. It's just being right for the wrong reasons. So now I'm out of the trade. Um, even though I actually believe in being long Sony, and if that's the case, I should just be long Sony, straight up, right? From, but, uh, yeah, that was a, a trade fuck-up. That was a structuring mess-up, um, and it was, again, a risk that I kind of 
didn't throw me off guard, but ultimately I'm right for the wrong reasons. The redeeming quality is that I'm recognizing at least that I'm right for the wrong reasons, as opposed to not even re recognizing that. But nonetheless, what matters more are th is the reasons part, not the directional part in the long term, right? Because I would rather be right on, you know, uh, identifying what the market driver is and then being wrong on the direction, like just you pick the wrong side. But, you know, when and so when I'm wrong, I know exactly why I'm wrong, right? Um, I would much rather have that knowledge and that skill than to be accidentally right, have some short-term PNL gain, and have gotten stupider with my actual trading uh, acumen. So yeah, so I just wanted to share with you my my bad news of Sony being halted and then popping 6% on the day. Um, I'm out of the trade. Um, it was fine while it worked, but it stopped working when it started to act like a single stock. Uh, and now it's only going to act like a single stock. Um, and so... I'm out. And if Sony starts to rally from here and XLK starts to plummet and they just diverge in 30% in either direction, I am still glad to be out because that wasn't my thesis. No matter what happens to the position from here forward, I don't care because it has nothing to do with my thesis. And the reason you have to do that is because like, if I stay long, now I've like force adopted this like new reason that I'm long. Now I'm long because of like, you know, some takeover war. You know, like, and if you start doing that, you know, you quickly lose control of what it is that your understanding of the trade is. You're just reason chasing. And that's not good because then you don't have an out either to either the upside to take profit or to the downside to cut losses. So you have to be very disciplined and very, very, like, brutally honest with yourself and, and acknowledge when you're right for the wrong reasons. And also don't beat yourself up when you're wrong, but for the right reasons. You should actually be happy about that, that you at least identified the right reasons, right? That you identified what the actual driver was. Okay, so that's it. I will let you know if I put on another one of these, um, you know, sort of pair trades. I'm constantly looking for them, and I am constantly actually do put them on here and there. So uh, I will let you know, but, but I figured this is a good time and opportunity to uh, showcase my uh, incompetence. So here it is. And remember, if you listen to me, you will lose all your money. All right, cheers. What's up, revolutionaries? Thanks for tuning in to the Real Vision Daily Briefing. For more content like this, head over to realvision.com and get unfiltered access to the very best, brightest, and biggest names in finance. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com.